Texarkana's longest-running sports talk show, with Zach and the Professor on 107.9, The Fan. Good afternoon. Welcome to Leaving the Yard. Zach and the Professor here on the Fan 1079. We start the last full week of July. Right around the corner, high school football. It is, it is. I reached out to Coach Stanford today. I wanted to make sure of his start day. Because I got thinking about it. Kevin reminded me this morning that, he'd done, that Texas had done spring workout. Ah, they're a week later. So they don't start on the 31st. Nope. But his freshmen do. So I assume, since they didn't have any freshmen over for uh, the uh, spring workout. No, no, I wouldn't think. They were still eighth graders yeah. at the time, that yeah. they'd get to start early. So, uh, But everybody else, the uh, smaller schools in town, uh, get to uh, start on the 31st. And in Arkansas High, they just work out all year. Whenever they, yeah, they, just, <laughs> they go whenever uh, those they Those Arkansas rules are very flexible. I got a thing today from the Arkansas Activities Association. Triple A. Triple A. That was the rules up for consideration at uh, this this week's, I think, at his meeting. Well, will they be uh, will they be putting these in place this year? Uh, for twenty four. Okay. But they weren't rules as you would think they are. Oh no, they're more rules about like competitive advantage, private school placement in realignment. Oh. They're that kind of thing. Here, you can have them. No, no, you yes, can have them. Yes, they've we got didn't. a formula. It's it's too yeah. much math. Well, I, haven't they had that for a while? They have, but they're considering they're for this year. the formula? Yeah, they're considering it for this go-around. If you win two in a row, you got to move up. Yeah, it's, it's something like that. I, yeah. I, at some point in time, I don't know why they just don't say privates are 7A and well, just be done with it. If you go back to what happened in Louisiana... That didn't really no. deter. Yeah, put them at 1A. Yeah, putting them at 1A is what eventually right. kind of took the wind out of their sails. That's right. It was sorry to do that to the 1A schools. For a year or two. But uh, it kind of, all of a sudden now we're paying, playing against competition that doesn't garner us attention. No, they're all 130 pounds. Yeah. Nobody cares about that. Yeah. So that, as memory serves me, that's the way that played out. Yeah, no, that's right. And I, I think that was kind of the end for the... It was, but Arkansas... and the... Uh, Shreveport, what was the other one over Shreveport? Evangel. Evangel, yeah. yeah. No, no, the, Arkansas is still moving them up. Well, it, it's confusing what to do with them. Uh, have your own thing. I've already talked about this. Well... Have your own thing. They have the thing, and but play that's... play in your own thing. That's not... But, Chuck, the reality is most of our elected leaders want to promote private schools it's good for them election wise i get it and so you have to deal with the reality that politicians it bodes well for them to be pro-private school not public school at this point in this neck of the woods whether well, it's arkansas texas well texas or Louisiana. it's a different animal at the moment arkansas well, is about to be i think i, I think texas politicians realize the more they're pro-private school, the more electable they are. Now, they may not act on it as much, but they certainly campaign on it. And 
slowly but surely they're going to have to implement what they've been campaigning on or that sector will go find them somebody else who will i understand that but at the moment there aren't that many private schools in arkansas and but they're dominant the ones who are well and yeah because I, they can do we, we already said we've had this conversation yeah, so many I, times I think, they stack the deck they do what they want to do i think governor huckabee's new agenda will increase the number of private schools. Private schools. No, I agree. And they're not going to leave no. the AAA or the UIL or whatever. No, they're not. They're going to increase their numbers there. They're going to increase their success yes. there. And so I think it makes sense for all these bodies, whether AAA, UIL, or whatever it is in Louisiana, that they figure out a formula that makes it as fair as possible for the publics. Well, they haven't done that to yet. compete. Arkansas is trying Arkansas has yeah. got a point system, and you move them up based on the number of points they accumulate. But at least that allows publics a break intermittently. Now, the problem is going to be is there's more and more of them. Is you move this one out, and somebody else is going to move in, and they're going to become dominant. Or you just do this. You put them all together at the top. You're all 7As. And then let the public schools be 6As and below. How about that? What? Then they're in the I system. I don't think that's what they're going to want. They're in the system competing against each other. I don't think that's what they're going to want, and yeah. that is not going to – their clout is not going to allow that. But they're at the biggest. You're the most important. You're the one we care about matter. the most. Wink, wink. Then it's just taps all over yes, again. Yes, that's and right, but you don't call it that. You well, call it AAA 7A. You're going to have to throw some publics in there with them as sacrificial lands. All right. Bryant can go in there with them. All right. You can put the wampus cats of Conway in there with them. Right. How about that? That's fine. All but, right. You know, then you've got at least fair political clout. You've got suburbs versus privates. Sure. Perfect. Those suburb parents vote too. Yes, they do. And those suburb parents have pool as well. Yes, they do. Who doesn't have any pool is the smaller country schools. Exactly. And that's who, you know, the Ashdowns of the world and folks like that hope those are the ones, Arkansas High, those are the ones you feel sorry for because they, they don't have the political clout looking out for them. That's why you get the privates out of there. Well, get them up top. That's fine. Let them do the suburb schools. But I think we're ignoring the politicians. I don't mind ignoring politicians. Well, I try my best to do that. I think you're going to have to wait to satisfy them and still allow ah. some schools to be competitive. Anyway, Lauren Allred's joining us today. Looking forward to that. Yes, former Texas High, now a raging Cajun. Yeah. I didn't realize she wasn't even the uh, the freshman of the year. I thought she would have been. She was first team all-conference. I know she was. I, f- I figured she was freshman of the year with the outstanding coming out party she had this year. But she had a teammate that was uh, apparently uh, swift on the bases. Yeah. So uh, we'll, we'll visit with her. 530, she's coming in studio. So looking forward to that. We even cleaned up the place. Have we? No, not really. Looks it, I'm looking around. Looks. <laughs> we're having company. Pretty and much it, the it, same. It's a young lady. If you figure it out, a little bit. Yeah, but it's like carpenter, lavender. Uh, clean up for them. Chop you and pick up for chop. Uh, I pick up for it's chop. I'll have company all yeah. the time. Chop I'd pick up for. Lavender and carpenter. No, I wouldn't pick up for them. No. No. Huh? I wouldn't go 140 down the roadway for him either. Well, but if they were a sick doggy. Now, see, who loves their dog more than I do? I don't know. No one. 
I don't know if anyone. You may love your dog as much as I do. You know, not more. more. I wouldn't go 140 miles for any of those dogs. You know, I told a story the other day about my neighbor's dog getting snake bit. Maybe. You know, got two dogs that both got snake bit. These are expensive dogs. Oh. Thousands of dollars he spent on these dogs. Oh, no, no. They're those little English something or other bulldogs. Oh, little English? I got a neighbor that's got one of those all of a sudden, too. They become all the rage all of a sudden. They are the rage. Well, both of them got bit within a three-day period. The same snake? I don't know. I'm that uh, snake. I'm bragging about it. I'm going to bulldog my butt. It uh, it cost him a couple thousand dollars to get him... Yeah. Anti-venomed? Yeah, to take him to the vet. Had to go to the emergency vet. One of them, I think, he had to take to Shreveport. Where do they live? Across the street from me. Across the street from you right now? Yeah. What kind of snakes got them? Uh, he said he thought a copperhead got oh, him. Oh, hell, I don't need to hear this. Yeah. So anyway... Why you tell me this story? So anyway, he's telling me this. I'm out walking around the neighborhood with my dog. You know, I got Sark with me. <laughs> You're a man It's as safe as if you were in your mother's bosom right there. Sark with you? Sark's dead of his Man. He's telling his dogs are going around barking at Sark. Oh, yeah. Sark's just wandering around, clueless as yeah, ever. He didn't care. <laughs> He's on the hunt for snakes. He didn't care. He had time for dogs. Oh, no. When I had the snake the other night, he wouldn't hit. And so, uh, so I, I look at Sark, and I tell him, buddy, <laughs> Better not get snake bit. <laughs> that ain't right. He's going to leave him lay right there. You're going to die. <laughs> That's it. What are you laughing about? For? It's terrible. You're an awful person. He's spending a thousand dollars. I hear that. On Sark, some anti venom. Either surviving or what? It'll make him stronger. Yeah, you wonder what anti venom does with a dog. How much? I mean, I don't know. But I had several thousand dollars invested. One, I might be inclined to give it to him, but you probably got that in Sark by now. Sark's out <laughs> some some. Uh, I don't forget what brand dog food I buy, but it's not all that inexpensive. It's, POS, it's whatever. 15, it's fifteen dollars a bag. For how many pounds? Sixty. I got to throw it on my shoulder to carry it. Six. <laughs> It's not even food. It's just cardboard. It's not cardboard. He eats it that is. stuff. He doesn't it's know what yeah, He sure. thinks it's the best thing he's uh, ever had. It probably is the best thing he's ever had. That's awful. <laughs> this weekend, some friends were over, and they were looking at you know, what the result of his being fixed. And they said, it looks like he's got a coin purse. <laughs> <laughs> and now you mock him. You, pri- you publicly mock him. Sarge got a coin purse underneath. I bet the snakes take a wide berth around him. He's got nothing to live for now. He can just go crazy on him. It's, those little bulldogs, they still think they got a future yeah, I, in front of them. They should avoid the snake. But, uh, yeah. Sarge See, I don't want to hear that. Catch him. No, I don't want to hear that. Well, snakes that. come out this time of year. Oh, Where you been? I know. I you know, take my dogs out every night. Yeah. Well, I tell them to stay away from the snakes if I were you. Yeah, see. You know, I don't... I got that one mutt. That one mutt probably would kill a snake. Yeah. Those other two princesses yeah, two wouldn't go. Way, no, yeah. they no way. Um, you know, I've always wondered about this. I, when the girl was her 18 months in the uh, Arkansas school system, when we moved to uh, the she cheered for the cobras. Yeah, who cheers for cobras? 
I, I've never thought. I cheer for the mom. Why do you want a, a snake as your mascot? I mean, not even going with the biblical part of it. Snakes are the bad guys in the very first chapter. <laughs> so, True. I'm just saying. I'm right out of the gate, bad. Yeah, yeah they don't get any better. No, no, like they no. cured or fixed no. anything. No, they don't make amends somehow. Yeah. And so uh, who picks a snake for your mascot? Now, uh, what's the university? Florida, somebody's the Rattlers. Uh, and, uh, Florida A&M? Right? Yeah, Florida A&M. That's today. <laughs> the Rattler video? Yeah. The rap video that was done in their locker room. Now, I could see doing a Rattler, since you got, you got a lot of Eastern Diamondbacks over in Florida. I could see that. Why that? I could see that. But it's still a snake's a bad guy. But he's in your neighborhood, and they're a lot, and they're kind of tough. I can go with, I could get that. I, I'm down with a Rattler. There's no Cobras around. It's not like, it's not like Cobras are, like, unicorn. That's kind of cool, but there aren't any here. Okay. Cobras aren't cool. <coughs> they're just not. So if you were Fountain Lake, you wouldn't have gone with the Cobras. What would have been a good Fountain Lake one? Well, I don't know what crawls around up there. <laughs> There's no telling what kind of animals are there. Yeah, I don't want to be a coyote. That's kind of a good, that's a bad one. Can't catch a darn roadrunner. <laughs> no, you don't want to be a coyote. But I wouldn't be a cobra. It has got some cool, but I'm trying to think, is there anybody else other than Fountain Lake that's cobras? I don't know. I, I mean, guess Cobra Kai was watching Karate Kid this weekend. They were bad. You know, there's no, there's nothing good about cobras. They eat rodents, but mongoose eat them. I wouldn't do cobras. What about a honey badger? <laughs> Damn right. <laughs> honey badger's the man. The Fountain Lake honey badgers. <laughs> See? That's cool. Yeah, and it works great for the uh, drill team, too. <laughs> yes, it does. My daughter's a honey badger. <laughs> Darn right. <laughs> See? We've already saw it. Why is fall? That's a great question. I wonder if they had a fan vote on that. I don't know. Should it be cobras or not? It rolls well. It just seems stupid. <laughs> Jeez. I mean, it just does. Cobras. Who roots for that? Nobody. Ricky Ticky Tavi, they didn't root for the cobra. Taking a break. It's 15 after 5, leaving the yard. Zanging the professor on the fan. 1079, Lauren Allred coming up in about 15 minutes. Don't go anywhere. Welcome back. 18 and a half after five, leaving the yard. Zach and the Professor here on the fan 1079. And uh, as is our uh, our live performance, I promised Lauren already at 530. She's here at 515. So we'll get around early while she's here and let her get on her way. But it's great to see you. Thank you for having me. You're very tanned. What have you been doing this summer? Well, of course, season happened. That I got kind of tanned from that. But okay, then, right. right after season ended, me and my friends, we went to Florida. And then that Florida trip, I got I got tanned. pretty dark, yeah. Way tanned. Mm-hmm. Very yeah, what nice. What part of Florida? We went to Panama City. Okay. Oh, yeah. Very nice. All right. It was a lot of fun. First of all, congratulations on an amazing freshman year. Thank you. Thank you so much. Did it did it 
meet your wildest dreams or did it exceed them by? Oh, it exceeded. I didn't even really? expect to play. Really? Really? How was that? That surprised me. You're... You've always struck me as confident and well-prepared for the moment. I, you really didn't expect to play? Well, it was interesting because I had an awful fall. Okay. I didn't Why? Perform, I just didn't perform to standards at all, like my standards, anybody's standards. So go, having that fall and then going to this like preseason spring, it wasn't the best either. So right before the season started, coach sat me down. He was like, hey, you want to think about redshirting? I was like... No, because if I redshirt, that means not necessarily giving the season up, but giving the season up. Like I knew what I was capable of and I wanted to work to that. Right. And I knew that if he just gave me an opportunity and some time, I would like perform to those standards. Okay. So let's start with the fall then. Mm-hmm. Now, this was your first time away from home, right? Correct. Okay. Was some of that part of the factor of I'm having trouble getting going here? Were you homesick at all? I don't think so. I I would call my mom. I FaceTime my mom every day, okay. and I talk to my parents. Okay. Um, I think more so was just overthinking everything, like trying to do more than what I had to do, and try to outperform others. Just needed to stay in my own game. People talk in football, in particular, about the the transition from high school to college is mm-hmm. overwhelming for a lot of kids at first. Everybody's bigger. Everything's faster. All the players are better. Did you feel that way at first in the fall? You feeling like, gosh, I'm not ready for this yet? I wouldn't say not ready. I would use more of the word. Um, it was just kind of unexpected. It's like a reality check type okay. of thing. That's fair. Because yes, every the game is so much faster. Everybody's everybody's way better than what you're used to. So you come in there from being like one of the top players to bottom of the barrel right. on the team. You have to work your way up. I think that was what the most challenging part was. And you didn't have to go through that in high school because you were really outstanding as a freshman in high school. That It was it was pretty different than high school, I yeah. would have to say, yeah. Tell us about Lafayette. What's it like? Very Cajun. Very Cajun. <laughs> Is um, it like different, living in a whole different country, different mindset? Well, some of the people, you have no idea what they're saying. Right. You just kind of nod and smile like, yeah. <laughs> That's when he talks. I feel the same <laughs> yeah. way. Uh, but all of them are the fan base there is like ridiculous everybody's a supporter they'll invite you to your homes they'll have crawfish bowls for you all the time Um, did you have to eat anything you hadn't eaten before and felt a little uncomfortable eating there's some stuff I didn't know how to pronounce that I was just eating. They just, they were handing me stuff. <laughs> just go and eat that. That's exactly how it was because you can't say no to them. And then if you try to, they're like, no, you have to try this. If you haven't tried it, you have to try it. Which is good. You should try new things. Although right. I'd like to know what it is that I'm right. trying. Some right? You don't want to know down there. It's bugs. It's bug kind of well, stuff. Well, you know, I actually uh, have like participated in my first crawfish bowl down there. Okay. Mm-hmm. And? It was interesting. It was interesting. That was a nice way to say I hated it. I don't. I don't know if I hated it or not, though. That's the thing. <laughs> it's so spicy, you can't taste See, anything anyway. The spice was one thing that I really liked about it. Yeah. There was a dipping sauce. I don't know what dipping okay. sauce it was, but that's your mouth's just on fire anyway. What difference <laughs> does it make what you're eating or how it tastes? As long as I had like a water or something right there, it'd be good. Very water. nice. Well said. Water. La- that's right. Lauren Allred <laughs> joining us. Why'd you pick uh, uh, Lafayette to go to? Um. They were one of the schools that was like interested in me. So September first of my junior year is when we start getting like offers. They were one of the schools like I had contacted with, like around that time. So they were one of the first schools that had a really good program that was interested in me. So I felt like if 
um, committing like early. I felt like if I waited any longer, yeah, I could have probably got better offers, so to say, but um, it would be like a waiting game. Like they, they wanted me then and there, like go loyal, like give them. Sure. Yeah. Go ahead. Well, they're very successful too. Yeah, that's a very big thing. (laughs) They won three straight conference championships before you got there? I have. I think your your team were the fourth straight. I just know they have a very notable program. Now, your sophomore year was COVID, yes? Correct. So was there a lot for you of going and making visits to schools that junior year, or were things still pretty locked down? It was still pretty locked down. So you really did this sight unseen about the school? Correct. I had committed before I'd even visited the school. Okay. Um, I was in contact with the coaches a lot. One of the girls on my travel ball team, she was already committed there. Her sister had already played there. So I had a lot of like information. All my questions that I wanted, they could probably answer them for me, along with the coaches that I could just call up anytime. So that's kind of what I based it off of. And it's just that environment. Whenever you go there, like you spend a, uh, a night game out at the park and the stands are all full, everybody's cheering you on. It's just it's a great feeling. It's kind of crazy because we know around here, while there's lots of support for baseball and softball from parents, it's kind of hard sometimes to get the student body to show up and support. I know you played softball and sometimes you'd have good crowds and sometimes, meh. They would be nobody showing up. Was it weird to look around the first time and see thousands of people watching you play softball? I would have to. It was. It's bizarre because we had our super regionals in Seattle, Washington. Okay. And it was like a week from after our Baton Rouge regionals, mm-hmm. so not a lot of time to plan for traveling there. And along with flights and everything, it's expensive, outrageous, right. and all that. But we actually had more just fans not parents fans travel to washington to come support us because not every parent could and it that kind of support i just feel like you don't really see everywhere now you you made mention of the super regional mm-hmm. we're kind of jumping around but that's okay um i think maybe the nation got a little bit surprised that wait where is louisiana lafayette from and what are they doing in a super regional and do they have a chance to win this super regional? You guys ended up with a late night game, I think it was for us, mm-hmm. and so we didn't get a chance probably to see as many people see it as we would have liked to. But did you guys feel like you're coming out of nowhere and surprising people? Was that kind of a cool feeling? I wouldn't say we I we surprised them, but we all knew we could do it. We were an underdog that yep. wasn't really an underdog, in my opinion. Uh, we're more of a mid-major under the radar team, but we've always had a very strong program. And I think just being a mid-major makes us the underdog, though. Yep. But we knew going to the LSU Regional, we could beat them. Like, we knew that. We were disappointed that we didn't get to host a regional because we felt like we had earned that. And then going to have a matchup against Washington, we felt like we could really hold our own and stand a chance. It just didn't fall that way that weekend. It makes me feel like next year is going to be – you all have a taste of now Super Regionals. and Next our- year is going to be fun. We did lose – few of our pitchers on the pitching staff some important key players yeah, but, but you just got a girl from florida who's we did just top get, mm-hmm. girl from university of iowa who's transferred in so. we, we that's the thing yeah <laughs> some of our coaches he's been working he, i'm really excited he's been working he's got a girl she's on the canadian national team we have the one that transferred in from florida 
And then we have well, and another player from Florida who was one of the top recruits in the country before she, she went to Florida. She, I believe, was the number one recruit in her class. She was supposed to be in my class, but she reclassified up. Okay. So I think she was the number one recruit. Yeah, I'm not feeling too sorry for you with looking at all. I think it's going to be interesting. It's going to be exciting. There's going to be more experience because we sure. were very young. We were mainly freshmen and sophomores on the field last year. And I remember at the – Washington Regional one of the parents come and it was like surprised they're like do you know you have all these underclassmen playing against all these fifth years and our fans are like yeah we've been living with it <laughs> like, not a problem nothing new. when you're getting all these highly ranked players it kind of makes sense all right yeah all right before we go to break I want to I see the college softball world series and I think man look at these cool coaches you've got an old 65 year old guy coaching there's all these hip coaches and are full of energy talk about your coach he's not the standard what i'm used to seeing at the college world series type coach he he's different but it's a (laughs) no like nothing bad about it he's he's a grandpa he's not a coach okay like he'll coach but it's like he's a grandpa first he'll always make sure we're okay good He'll come to practice every day with his hiking boots on because his feet hurt with a new story about his hunting dogs or like some crazy story he comes up with. And every time we're on the field playing and they do like a mid-game interview with the coaches, it takes forever. And the umpires always know it's because he's telling one of those crazy stories about how one of his dogs got out or anything. He's just, he's funny. So what are his dogs' names? He's, you, you've heard enough stories. You should know the dogs' names. Well, he used to breed them, and then he sold. He sold uh, one of the girls at one of our pictures. She actually got one of them. His name really? is Bo. Mm-hmm. He's a beagle. Loud thing. <laughs> it's kind of a southern-ish name, I guess. It's spelled Bo B A B E A U. Right. Yeah. Yeah, like Bo. Well, I guess Bo Duke that way. I was gonna say, do you not know people named Bo? Yeah. Since like you have my a son, son is Bo, but it's, B, <laughs> it's just B O though. <laughs> I'm thinking about your Canadian girl. You guys are talking about as much as the weird thing for you to eat stuff from down in in Cajun land. Imagine what she's going to be having to deal with. I think she'll enjoy it. Really? I think so. She, she needs to bring some Quebec. Canadian stuff. Yeah, she's from oh, Quebec. Oh, there you go. I, I can't tell you exactly. She may that. actually understand what the hell they're saying That's down right. there. <laughs> I know she's from New York, but she's Canadian background. Ah, oh, But it's okay. like right on the border, I All believe. right. Yeah. Well, if she's from New York, she won't understand anything. She'll probably still have trouble. We're going to take a break. You can stick around for a minute? I will. All yes. right, Lauren Allred's hanging out with us this afternoon. We'll come back in just a minute. Former Texas High and now Raging Cajun softball player in studio on Leaving the Yard. Zach and the Professor on the fan, 107.9. <laughs> Welcome back. It's about 32 after 5, leaving the yard. Zach and the Professor on the fan, 107. I don't forget, tomorrow morning, 7 o'clock, power hour. Tyler and Earl will be back in here, 7 o'clock. No Kirk and company tomorrow. Sleeping in tomorrow morning. Sleeping in. Con- uh, Connor. See, <laughs> your brother got in my head there. Lauren Allred is uh, joining us live this afternoon in studios. We're talking about uh, an outstanding breakout freshman year. Now, you started this conversation saying you had a rough fall and not a really good spring. What happened? When did things yeah, what turn happened around? In March, when, in March, when you just went on a tear, did a light come on or what? Well, it was kind of like 
oh, I'm not playing now. So if every time I got that pinch hit opportunity, yeah. it's like, what do I have to lose? I mean, just go over there and hit the ball. And it actually became quite known that hit and runs were my best thing because you don't think about it. You no. just swing like it's BP. Right. So anytime he wanted a hit and run situation, he'd put me up there and I would happen to produce. And there was one point we were in Austin. We were playing uh, Texas. I ended up hitting two home runs two home runs and a triple and that was like the start of my pinch hitting like thing right to where he moved me as a full-time player that was kind of the start okay now you played catcher in high school for a little bit yes and where else Mm, third my freshman year okay first base I was excited. Never played first. Never played first. What was that like? Because didn't you play short some, or what did you play in high school? Um, I didn't really play short in high school. He kind of, Coach Hatfield kind of like flirted Tried with me it. with that position, yeah. but no. One for you. But you're playing first in yeah, college. How, how did that go down? Because I kind of think that's a little different. All of a sudden, you're over at first base. Um, it's different than third base, only because you're just a little bit farther back. Right. Um, but it's a lot harder because. You just like the ball, the f- uh, fielder makes the play. They throw it to you. You gotta finish it off. Like you can't just accidentally bobble a ball because that's gonna be that's gonna look bad on, on you. you. No matter how bad the oh, throw yeah, it's is, it's gonna you. look bad on you because you should have had that. Right. So I would say it's harder when it comes to picking a ball. Third base, you kind of have an excuse like, oh, I'm really close. Like sure. it just kind of got past me. Yeah. But first base, you kind of gotta you gotta stop everything, and that's hard. <laughs> well, and. You got the footwork, and are you comfortable now with the footwork after playing part of a season, or are you still, is that a work in progress? It's still a work in progress. I think this fall, if I work mainly at first base, because I didn't even work at first base at all in the fall or spring. Like, I started first base, like, I started playing first base the first time they put me in in a game. So he just had an epiphany, hey, let's put you at first, see what happens. Oh, with him, you don't know where you're going to play. You don't know who's (laughs) going to play what that day. We had infielders playing outfield, outfielders playing infield. It's just who's hitting right now. Let's let's all try find a spa- find a spot for somebody. Yeah, hitting. if you're hitting, he'll he'll you're find in. somewhere. That's well, that's exactly kind of right. what he's known for. He he was kind of the offensive coordinator at A and M and other places that his teams always hit. Well, oh. now it makes more sense. Mm-hmm. He just anybody can hit. He puts them on the field. We have most teams have like maybe four or five hack attack machines and fancy machines to make the ball move different ways. We have 27, I think. And he'll use, he'll use uh, like double-digit numbers at one time on the field setting up to two batters. That's how our hitting practice Oh, my works. gosh. Yeah, it's crazy. He'll have like three machines in the front, three in the back, like in an angle, and then three farther back, and they'll all be coming to one hitter. Now, once you started getting on a tear, did you feel like, I've got my confidence back now. You can't get me out. Yes. And then it was like, wow, now I have to produce. Right. Like Pressure now. Pressure. That's right. exactly right. Because there's obviously people who can easily take my spot behind me on the bench. Because at that level, like, you're not, you're replaceable pretty right. much. Everybody's good. You, everybody's good. Right. So it kind of became more of a pressure stance rather than, oh, I got plenty of confidence I can do this so now you got to fight off the people behind you basically mm-hmm. that's kind of what you're thinking I, I got to go up here and do it it's not a, oh I can sit back and relax like I know how to do it it's like you got to go to work even harder right. now because you you know they say it's harder to stay at the top of the mountain than it is to climb up it that's what it was like so now you start sophomore year with expectations of you're going to do all this again 
the goal for sophomore year is really to stay out of the sophomore slump. That's a known thing. Like sure. sophomore year, usually definitely, it's usually not as good as your freshman year. It's usually not as good as your junior year. Right. It's the sophomore slump. So the goal right there is to just not stay relaxed again and to just keep working and hope for the best. So what are you doing in the off season? I know you're going to the beach. I know you're going on a cruise. But what are you doing to get better? So I'm actually restricted right now. Oh. Yeah, I've been mainly just working out, and I just started back with sprint work and stuff, but I've been restricted because of my back. Mm. Yeah. So you're not getting to take cuts this summer? I've I've swung once, and that was like two, three days ago, okay. and it it was limited amounts, and I couldn't swing it 100%. No. So you talk about back issues. Lower, upper, what's, what Lower. do you think? And have you, has this been something that you've experienced in the past, or is this a new something that happened during the season? This was new. It kind of, it happened, I would say, maybe February, and it was just all season long, and it just kept getting worse. And then we would have to do, like, special treatments and stuff to it during season just right. so I could make it through the games. And, <sighs> yeah. Lauren. Yeah. So <laughs> you had this outstanding year with a bad back all year. Yeah, sort of. <laughs> all right. At the college level, is there pressure, say, to take one of these pills and, you know, play through it? Or what's what did you feel from the training staff? Um, me? We waited to get – like, our, my trainer, she wanted to wait to get an MRI till after season. So that's what we did. <laughs> but during season, we had a lot of different stuff to try to help the pain go away. Right. Yeah, because that's part of – I don't think people realize that, that you're – you basically have a job there, and mm. they expect you to perform at your job, and mm. that's just the expectations, right? You, t- you talk about feeling the pressure. You got somebody behind you mm. wanting to take your spot and all that, so I'm sure there's pressure there to, well, well, you can play through this. Here's a little help. I needed some help at, at certain points, definitely. I needed some help, um, and that's what we did before games. She would give me stuff right. sometimes. And then after the game, I'd go to treatment, try to get something done. It'd just be continuous like that. And I was in the training room every day with her. We became best friends pretty much. And then after season, they were like, we went to the doctor and they were like, hey, take the summer off. Coach said, um, Coach Glasgow, he was like, don't even bother trying to hit. Like, I want you 100% when we come back. We can work on whatever you need in the fall. Like, don't even worry about it. Right. And it's not like he was pushing me to try to do it. It was, again, there's people behind me. Right. I don't want right, to lose right. this spot right here. Right. So you got to play through it if you can. Acupuncture? Did you do any of that? I did a little bit of that. Did you like it or no? It didn't. I've didn't done it you. before, but like I didn't, it didn't help with that situation at the moment. Gotcha. All right. NIL has been all over college athletics. Do so you're the, telling me she's the Livy Dunn. I'm just saying that Lafayette. there's a. Uh, there's this idea that, oh, you're playing in college athletics, you're getting rich. I'm assuming you're not getting rich, but is there any incentive financially at Lafayette for the softball team? Um, it comes mainly from businesses owned by our like diehard fans. Yeah, alumni, boosters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's that's really it. It's nothing huge like the Gordon McCurrent. It's not none of that so far. But we are getting stuff from those fans, yeah. Well, that's cool. Mm-hmm. If you had been five years ago, that wouldn't have been happening. Right. Everything helps. Well, yeah. and I want people to know that there's some perks now, but there's this pain in what you're dealing with because mm-hmm. everybody's, oh, they shouldn't get paid and they're getting a scholarship. But I think people need to understand this is the same pressures of a job. 
Oh, most definitely. So they always talk about how you have all this these hours. We have 20-hour weeks for practice, and that was our main thing. You can't go over 20 hours right. weeks. But that's with the team and coaches there. But you also have to put in at least like two hours every day on your own. So all that adds up. So it really does feel like a full-time job right. because you, on top of all the sports, you have your academics that you have to keep up with. And it's just a repeated process. Now, we've had guys in here talking about baseball scholarships and the fact that there really are not full rides for baseball. Softball? Yes. Yes, full rides for softball. Yes. They're, it, Title nine's Title good. Title yeah. Oh, yeah. It is. It's it good is. in that respect. It is. You can get a full ride for softball. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, you know, for baseball guys who are struggling to figure it out, that's something you don't have to deal with, so you got to be at least, that's right. you know, on the front end of that. All right. Oh, excuse me. We're lucky because a lot of our, like, we have a lot of help academically, and then the softball can just cover the rest because of that. Right. Because our coach, our assistant coach, she holds us to a very high standard when it comes to academics. Well, do they give you help? Do they give you tutors? Uh, we have tutors in our academic center. We have tutors that can help us. We have mandatory study hall hours that we have to complete. So there's a lot of stuff set in stone, like set in place there to help us. And then... Um, have you got somebody to call you and wake you up every morning? Those are what our roommates are for, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the roommates are for. They come right. knocking on your door if you're not up in the morning. <laughs> Who was tougher on you for your grades, your assistant coach or your parents? My parents. Okay. Wait. My assistant coach. My parents used to be. Right. In high school, they were really tough, but right. now they're more relaxed. They still want me to do good and try. Right. <laughs> but try. it's not like, don't just get all A's. Like, it's right. okay if you have like a B every now and then. What's your major? I'm majoring in kinesiology and I have a minor in marketing. Excellent. So are we on schedule for a four-year graduation or are you going to hang around for five? Oh, four years. Four years. Four years. Okay. Maybe five, depending if I want a GA or something. I'll okay. find something to do. And, and is coaching in your future? I would like to coach, but it's still up in the air what I want to do. Okay. I'm, well, I have time. no idea. You got time to decide. Hey, you got time Three to years. Yeah, it sounds like it's a good deal. <laughs> you know, we speculated when you broke out so big that there might be an inclination. We kind of, some of us around here thought you were under recruited, mm-hmm. that you were a bigger, you know, not a mid major talent, that you were big time Division One talent. Were there inquiries? From outside, not to name any names or anything, were there inquiries from other schools? Would you be interested in going somewhere else? Interested? No, I wouldn't. I, I'm going to stick with. But were there inquiries? After, so dad likes to call it the armpit of Texas or whatever that we're in. So wow, it, yeah, because it's just you don't really get that major exposure like That's Dallas, true. Houston. He's yeah. right. He's right about yeah. that. Limited exposure. So under recruited, maybe, yeah that's a possibility but after this season like i did have some inquiries <laughs> but well, I said, we don't want any names yeah, or we but don't want any they didn't, again they didn't want me before so yeah i'm gonna stick with the person well, that's a that great did. attitude yeah. well and that's part of the game now with mm-hmm. the transfer portal it actually has changed dramatically very opportunities so. for somebody like you who maybe was under the radar in high school a little bit for d1 schools who had a big breakout year your freshman year I can see larger schools saying, hey, I can get you out of Lafayette. You want to come here to wherever, and we'll take care of you here. I, I can certainly see, and the opportunity sits there with the transfer portal. Mm-hmm. Sounds to me like you're loyal to these guys recruited me. I like this kind of eccentric coach, and I kind of want to stay with this group that I've kind of experienced the first year with. That's right, and another big part is just that fan base because they they quickly turned into family. They know my parents' names. They know my, my siblings' names. They know all that. Like, I feel... 
I haven't been to other places like that, like other programs, but what I feel at Lafayette, I feel like you can't really get that same feel in other right. places. You know, we were surprised when the, uh, the the outstanding pitcher at Oklahoma decided to leave and go to Nebraska. Mm-hmm. Were you surprised by that? Not really. Why? It was surprising that she actually went through with it, but if you – she loves – she's from Nebraska. Right. She – diehard Nebraska friends. She got the Nebraska State thing tattooed on her. Everything's about Nebraska. You can tell she's very family oriented. And they always say Oklahoma raises a, like is a program where it teaches you your values, um, religion, everything. And I feel like going there actually helped her decide what she really wanted to do to make her like, this is what I really want, and then leave. Because she did her job at Oklahoma for right. sure. Oh, yeah. So I think it's good for her to want to take a moment for herself and go back home, spend the time with people closer to home because Nebraska's far from Oklahoma. Well, it's not that far. If you're from Nebraska, it's a state away. (laughs) Yeah, but that that drive there, you can't just... Well, you got to go through Kansas. Well, yeah, but there's a feeling like whenever after a game and you're going down and you see everybody hugging their parents and then yours not there. You go to the locker room and get your stuff. It's a a real feeling. So I think that had an effect on her and I think she was just ready to go back to like the people that support her the whole way up. You're yeah. not having that same feeling, are you? Like you want to? Oh, my back dad, my mom and dad try not to miss it again. No, there no. You go. Right, one last question before we let you go. Any good uh, places you travel where they heckle the opposing team? Did y'all catch flack anywhere? LSU for LSU. sure. LSU, and then so there was this one man. He sat behind. I forgot his name, but he sat behind home plate, and he had this. He was like a LSU super fan. He has a WWE like belt, okay. and he used to try to shine it in the like the pitcher's <laughs> eyes. So he would he'd be yelling all game. He'd be jumping up on the fence behind the backstop, all that. So after we ended up beating LSU in the regional, he actually flew to Washington, and he was there with the belt behind home plate, trying to flash it in the pitcher's eyes. And Your pitchers or Washington's pitchers? Oh, he was rooting against he, us. He was still against you. He was. D'Angelo, that's his name, D'Angelo. He, he was still dogging y'all all the way to Washington? He fall, He went to Washington. He did. What? Mm-hmm. How sweet was it knocking out LSU in the regional? Oh, it felt so good. It, it was even better because – so we had scored six in the first inning. Right. And when you score six in the first inning, it's like, man, we got this easy. Yeah, right. <laughs> And then we ended up making like five errors that game. And you're like, wow, what just happened? They ended up getting the lead again. Right. So at that point, there's like a little, there's a, you lose hope kind of. But at the same time, you got the rest of your team picking you up like, hey, we got this. We're, what the joke was, we're the best come from behind team in America. Right. Coach Glasgow used to always say that. So here we go. We come back from behind and we tie the game. We're like, man, we, we really got this. And then the actual feeling whenever we won, it was just it still hasn't fully set in all this time now it still really? hasn't it really hasn't it still hasn't because like there's just no way we did that <laughs> does it feel pretty cool to have bragging rights like you're the best team in the state oh most definitely most definitely you don't, you don't know any of those girls from LSU do you I know a few of them yeah mm-hmm. I used to play with uh, one of the girls that was on my travel team she's okay. going to be at LSU next year yeah so you haven't talked to them since the uh, the regional have you they're cool. They're like we're still friends. They're just a little mad about it. They kind of they kind of blame it on their coach for oh, like okay. misusing their picture because right, we did we did end up tying the run off of a wild I mean a wild pitch that was a strike because right. it was supposed to be an intro right. to walk all that. So they kind of like that. But there there's all love there. You don't have them on the schedule next year, do you? For oh, we always play LSU for sure. Oh, that's going to be fun, mm-hmm. isn't it? 
Oh, it is. Yeah. It is. D'Angelo and you will have a great time. Oh, I'm D'Angelo sure. for sure. By the way, Kevin Sutton said it, it was all his doing because he had to play against the boys all the time. That's you. that's probably true. He used to let me practice. There it is. Somebody's always there to take credit. <laughs> Lauren Allred, it's great seeing you. Thank you so much for coming. For it's been me. a lot of fun. I've enjoyed uh, it. Get the back feeling better. Yes, sir. A, uh, have fun on the cruise. Mm-hmm. B, uh, C, come back and join us again, okay? I will, yes, sir. All right. We're going to take a break. We'll come right back. It is about 12 minutes till 6, leaving the yard. Zach and the Professor here on The Fan, Welcome back. We got about seven until six. Leaving the yard. Zach and the professor here on the fan 1079. You're here tomorrow and then uh, out for the rest of the week. Yes. I uh, boogie on. I'll leave out of here after the Wednesday morning presentation. All right. Uh, Dodger Danny's going to be in here on Wednesday and Thursday. So we will. Perfect. He's coming off a big series there with the Rangers. He got to witness part of. And so it's a Friday night's game. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, Rangers Astros opened up three in Houston tonight. Be huge. Big. The Astros could uh, put even, or the Rangers could increase their lead, or the Astros could get closer. Yeah. Well, they could tie it up. Actually, they could, they could sweep and tie it. They yeah. could win two out of three yeah. and get to within a game. Yeah. So. But two games. Either way, uh, big opportunity. Rangers moved Taylor Hearn today. They gave up on him, sold yep. him to the Braves for some cash, and uh, he's uh, they've given him a shot a couple of times, and he just didn't work out. I'm a little worried that uh, it sounded like uh, Bochy's going to hold out Nathan Uvalde from his start against the Astros, which it's not terrible, yeah. but you'd like to have uh, Uvalde sure. going he, in he, game he two. A- pitcher in the first half yep. of the season but anyway rangers uh, survived a series that they uh, looked bad on saturday well they looked bad friday and saturday bad and friday, then, uh, no, but okay they came friday. back bullpen blew up on friday four down and that's bad <laughs> it blew up bad yeah my guy uh my new guy yeah you jinxed him yeah i did i put the bad you did. On three for thursday so uh, either way uh another uh suspension in the nfl for gambling that was just announced a few minutes ago in denver bronco uh fourth round draft choice from last year uh one year you can uh, reapply july of next year see if he can't get back in the league after having a sit serious. don't gamble they're serious don't speed don't gamble yeah I'm going to mention it because uh, if you haven't read the piece uh, about the kids Yates that was at Northwestern, you need to go over to ESPN.com. If you want to know what was going on, it seems that uh, Pat Fitzgerald and his staff were, uh, I guess they got their uh, hazing training from Borat. And so... uh, That's not right. Uh, I had witnessed this with the class of 06, and so uh, I was familiar with running. Yeah. <laughs> Having had uh, people try to run with me, and I didn't like it. And so, uh, yeah, they, uh, if you uh, don't know what the term running means at Northwestern, they have expanded the uh, dictionary. So those guys up there are smarter, so they have a new. Uh, Not new, so much. New for running. Not, not so much. Have your teammates run you, whether it's in the shower or. Seems clothing's optional for running. I don't think it's optional. 
It sounded so, like it was not optional. So, uh, but that's the uh, the lawsuit that uh, the former quarterback yeah. for Northwestern filed. I guess uh, today or yeah. Friday, whenever it was, that he actually filed his suit. But uh, you and I were talking off the air. Pat Fitzgerald wanting to sue the university for well, he wants his money. Wrongful termination. Yeah, I know he wants his money, but. I tell you what, if this keeps moving, I mean, obviously the players' lawsuit, unless it gets settled out of court, I can't imagine the university is going to settle with Pat Fitzgerald for what he's going to want. Well, who will play him in the movie? Who will be the Jack Nicholson of uh, Pat Fitzgerald when they ask him, did you tell them they could do this? Did you authorize this? And he says, you can't handle the truth. Mm -hmm. You can't win at Northwestern. If you don't run your players. He's done as a college coach. I don't think anybody wants to send their kids to his no, he's, safekeeping he, he, he's anymore. He's done as a college coach. He didn't come across as a real grandpa. <laughs> no, he did not. And and it's disappointing for a guy who and, – and, I, you know, we, we talked about it two weeks ago when the story started to break. I, I get you try to build a culture where you're turning around what had been a program that was just dreadful. Um, and And – Pat Fitzgerald is probably one of the best-known guys who came through the program and wanted to build a team that was tough. You're playing up in the Big Ten. You don't have the talent. The Big Ohio State football. You don't have the speed those other schools have. You're going to have to develop grind some grit. And, 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 excuse me? You have to what? Yeah. Hmm? You're going to have to grind it? You have to grind it out. You're going to have to grind out. You're not going to run away from people. You're going to have to actually be tougher than they are. I get all of that. But somewhere out, eh? somewhere in there, this got <laughs> misplaced. And Well, they this, were working on that. <laughs> this attempt to build this cohesion and this brotherhood well, and cohesion. whatever it all has gone completely awry and Pat Fitzgerald's career as a college coach is done and this university is going to end up writing very large checks to a bunch of young men and now it sounds like now that the the cat's out of the bag or the wildcat's out of the bag so to speak other programs within the university are now having players or former players come out and say, wait a minute, we were hazed. We had to endure things. We had a young lady who yeah. this weekend yeah. is the first, I think, of the softball program who said something. They've had, I think, a baseball player who's come out in the last week or so and said he also was a victim of hazing. They're going to be writing some massive checks at Northwestern. Well, Usually you have to pay several thousand dollars to have uh, frat brothers do this sort of thing to you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's insane. It's not good. It's not good at all. Yeah. It's eye-opening. But and if there's other universities out there doing this crazy, you know someplace out there is going to be a kid who's saying, these guys have come out and talked about it, yeah. and I'm empowered now at least to. Sounds I'm like not someone alone. should have been coming out. Well, <laughs> I don't know. To carry on these activities. Something like that. All right, we appreciate Lauren Allred coming in today. It was great to visit with her. We will uh, turn off the mics for 23 hours. We'll come back tomorrow, 5 o'clock. We'll do it all over again right here, leaving the yard. Zach and the professor, don't forget, power hour tomorrow morning, 7 o'clock. The great ones, Tyler Huff, Earl Gill, will be in here from 7 to 8. You guys take care. Have a great afternoon.